Спасибо. Thanks for joining today. This is Alex Anchislavsky checking in from the south side of the East Aru. We're in the Rocky Mountains and we're about to make some rechimes. This is a three-minute segment of a four-week series that talks about the Jewish connection with the Palestinians. The word of the day is propinatia. But first, let's start with the lachaim. There are so many blessings in our life. You're always invited to join me for a drink. You deserve it. In front of me, I have a bottle of Breckenridge vodka. I like to keep it local and I like my vodka with some altitude. Let's start with the ancient Jewish blessing for vodka. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaAlam Sha'akon Yevivarot Propinatia is Polish for taproom. It was also the Eastern European Jewish monopoly on alcohol, and that was even before we had space lasers. In the middle of the 18th century, 20-30% of the Jewish population of Poland was estimated to be involved in some aspect of alcohol production and distribution. Unfortunately, there are no records of Jewish consumption, unless you consider the spiritual music produced at the time. The profitability of alcohol was due to a lot of practical reasons. Farmers would convert their grain crops into alcohol, which helped with storage, transportation, and in case you got thirsty. The Jewish innkeeper was an important part of this picture, and along one's journey between Eastern European cities, towns, and of course, the shtetla. The innkeeper worked out of the Kretschmer, which was a general store, a hostel, as well as a tavern and inn where food and lachaims could be procured. Often the innkeeper would be privy to travel shortcuts, who was buying what and who was selling what, and other important news. Often Polish peasants found themselves indebted to the Jews. Sometimes these Jews found their lives in danger from these same peasants, or the Poritz, which is Yiddish for landowner. Here's an exciting story from those days. There was once a poor Jewish innkeeper, and his Poritz, the landlord, was demanding 15,000 rubles in back rent, or he was going to be kicked out. This year Moshe went to Rebbe Rebbe Rimelech for advice because the truth is he didn't have the money. He was shocked when he was advised, Moshele, listen to me. When you get back home, you tell the Poritz, if he doesn't give you 15,000 rubles, you're going to leave his town. This was shocking, considering that was a small fortune at the time. And of course, the Poritz beat him up when he heard the demands. He came home to tell his wife about the jib he just beat up. However, the Poritz's wife was upset. You beat up Moshke? Are you crazy? Don't you know that Moishka is my favorite Jew? Whenever I need something, I ask Moishka, and he tells me where I can buy it for the best price and where the quality is the best. You stupid fool. You go beat up another Jew, but leave my Moishka alone. In short, the demands went through, and Moishka was not just saved, but enriched with the confidence-boosting advice of Rebbe Rebbe What's the lesson of the day? Don't mess with Moshe. And when you have a problem, be creative. And as Rabbi Nachman says, Lola hit the head club. Don't scare yourself, Habibi.